0: My name is Richard Henry, and you're listening to the COVID-19 Challenge podcast. So, in this episode, we're going to look at further look into ACE2 and and look at trying to understand why obesity is a separate and probably the strongest risk factor for getting sick and dying uh, with COVID-19. So, we talked about um, the kidneys. Monitoring blood flow and activating the renin angiotensin system to increase uh, perfusion They do this by increasing salt and water retention And also then driving the heart and the blood vessels to increase blood blood pressure So everybody, everywhere gets vasoconstricted and tightened up a bit in order to maintain flow Even though it's at a restricted, uh, maintain pressure even though it's at a restricted flow Otherwise, some of the most sensitive areas won't have enough uh, flow at that low pressure. So um, high pressure doesn't always relate to high flow. So here we've got the kidneys are in control. Now, it's in, in one circumstance, um, there's another organ in our body that also uh, has, has the ability to um, control blood flow and, and try to influence blood flow. And that organ is fat. Now, in a, in a young, thin, healthy person, uh, a fat organ is really quite small relative to other organs. The biggest organ in our body is muscle followed, followed by skin. Um, but uh, within, in a morbid obese state, fat can become the, the, lar- the largest organ in our body. And so this is an add-on organ. And our cardiovascular system it wasn't designed uh, to, to, to cope with that, um, uh, uh, on, on an ongoing basis uh, and works much better when, we, when we're when we not uh, obese. And so fat cells and fat tissue, is, as we know, is poorly perfused because it's not meant to be there. When we do have it, it's meant to be temporary because uh, we have a, we have uh, um, evolved to be able to pack on the weight and pack on fat in, in times of excess uh, you, you in, in the more extreme climates during the summer and the fall when, when food, particularly sugar, is available and then we can use it up during the winter time. And uh, so fat needs to be perfused as well and it is poorly perfused. So fat cells actually have been able to activate um, some of their genome uh, to produce aldosterone which is a, um, the downstream molecule um, in the renin-angiotensin system that, that increases uh, blood pressure. Um, so fat cells are producing aldosterone locally, particularly when they're around blood vessels. They go straight to those blood vessels and have a direct or paracrine effect and they also, that, that level also goes systemically. Um, fat cells also produce another hormone, particularly when a um, person is obese and that hormone is called leptin and leptin goes to the adrenal gland uh, or goes everywhere but it's recognized in the adrenal gland uh, by a leptin receptor which activates aldosterone production. So fat can influence blood flow, blood pressure, uh, particularly uh, an increasing blood pressure so that it can be perfused uh, by activating aldosterone in, in the angiotensin system. Now that's going to stress endothelial cells uh, and which are then going to cause them to make more ACE2 um, and, and so you, you set up with the endothelial system is, is doing the best it can but it's trying to downgrade the signal and fat is doing the best it can to stay alive although many fat cells do in fact die from lack of oxygen and then get, get eaten up by macrophages. And so you have actually more macrophages in an obese abdomen than there are fat cells and they're trying very hard to clear all these dying fat cells and those macrophages break off and, and get circulated around the, around the blood system and they end up being attracted by the endothelium which is now sending off stress signals and so we end up with large macrophages full of, full of fat which then be, and cholesterol which becomes oxidized and start to clog up the arteries. It um, really is a very sad state of affairs and all predicates on fat cells requiring higher blood pressure to maintain, to get perfusion through those fat cells which are tightly packed and stuffed full and really struggling to get enough oxygen to survive. So they're creating this hypoxic or low oxygen stress signal uh, which then ties into the aldosterone system activating ACE2. So it's no wonder then that uh, obesity is associated with higher ACE2 levels and then of course along comes the virus. Who else is at risk for um, ACE2 depletion? Well, um, it's become very apparent over the last year that certain race groups um, are susceptible to this to this uh, to COVID nineteen infection, causing higher rates of of sickness, illness, and death. Um, and so again, the um, virus has no uh, p- political agenda; um, it just does what it does. But certain race groups have uh, slight differences in their angiotensin system. Um, and in fact, have evolved to have a very, very uh, active and very responsive, in uh, fact, even overactive, renin-angiotensin uh, system, which has served them well in times of, of deprivation. So we know that um, uh, 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 humans who, who um, have um, uh, evolved or grown up in, in Africa and uh, perhaps Southeast Asia um, have a much more powerful renin-angiotensin system, and um, well, when they don't need it, but it's overactive, end up with uh, renin-angiotensin system diseases, which are high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease. So that is why um, probably a very, very, very valid explanation as to why uh, COVID syndrome, uh, COVID nineteen, is so lethal uh, in in African Americans, uh, for instance. There doesn't seem to be any difference with with gender. Although possibly males have a higher higher rate, but it's not really th- that strong that's worth talking about. But we do know that um, the uh, the um, that males have a, a slight differences in their renin angiotensin system, which may account for that as well. We also know, we all know that age is a particularly strong factor. In fact, the, um, the strongest of all other than, even more so than um, obesity. So the thing with age is that over time, over years and years and years, that uh, renin-angiotensin system and the effects on the on the endothelium become quite, um, pronounced and as I said they, they're not on and off they're actually accumulative and so we know that the the cardiovascular system in an 80 year old is really quite worn out and quite oxidized and quite damaged by excessive peroxynitrite um, activation throughout life and, and this is cumulative um, and and those cells are far more sensitive um, to, to uh, the renin-angiotensin system as well, and so this is cumulative damage, which is then accentuated by the by the um, by the by the illness. Secondly, although um, older people may not necessarily be fat, uh, as in obese, carrying extra fat, but a lot of their muscle actually gets um, um, resorbed or actually. Um, um, shrinks and is replaced by fat. So when you, when you look at uh, fat content and muscle of an older person versus a younger person, there's a vast difference. So in fact, they may really be uh, more in an obese state, uh, particularly with fat around blood vessels that are now running through those muscles. And so they're getting a deranged signal where they would like to be perfusing muscle, which is then active and open and requiring oxygen. In fact, they produce, they're produce perfusing fat, which is... Um, Solid and and, uh, and not really and inelastic and uh, and requires higher blood pressure and so that's why we may end up with a with a very stressed renal angiotensin system perfusing what used to be muscle but which is now largely fat.